Welcome, everybody, to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. <laughs> Listening to the Cubs in the playoffs. You just need to call me Elijah Craig for tonight because I'm just swallowing it down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was a lot. <laughs> I, I don't even know was, what to respond with. It was a lot. It was a I, lot. Well, I was sitting here waiting. What the hell? Who the, who the hell is Elijah Craig? He makes bourbon. Oh, that would that would that Elijah it. Craig. I didn't know. <laughs> do you do you know with that little bit of information? Do you know more than you did before? I, I know a lot more than I did before. That joke makes, makes way more sense. All right, Tony, will you like to say hello? Konnichiwa. You're kitty kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Not the first time you've heard that? Meow. <laughs> How's it going, Kat? Fabulous. How are Good you? To hear, I am much better. Good to hear your voice. I haven't heard it for quite a while. Are you here to tell us about how warm it is out there and how much you're enjoying riding right now? Well, oh, I wish I could. What's right wrong? now it is raining. It's cold per California standards. Um, I don't know what it is exactly. It's probably 50 degrees outside. It's so. wow. a damn heat wave. <laughs> I know. You must be miserable. Um, oh, sorry. It's 61 right oh, now. Oh, it's a You're killing a, me. But oh, it is raining. Is it <laughs> is it better or worse than June gloom? Um, this is better than June gloom because yeah. June gloom hangs out all day long, and and it makes you depressed and miserable. Yeah. And I feel bad for the people that travel from all over the world to come to <laughs> California and San Diego that time of the year, and then they get here and it's just gray and kind hey, of miserable and chilly. My hey, first- is it is June gloom not a person who writes them women's books. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like a, a Tim Burton kind of character, doesn't it? June Gloom, it does. Oh, June yeah, Gloom, yeah. It, that's yeah. It's one. It, she writes books about the periods and stuff. Oh, good God! <laughs> Jesus, Judy Bloom. Judy oh, Bloom. Oh my God, oh. Ryan! I can't oh. believe that you knew that. Hold Back on, in my stepmom's a librarian. <laughs> wow. He also takes pampering. <laughs> and, and i'm just coming off my period so fuck you tony god he's uh, moody have you the seen yesterday usually occurs beforehand i'm oh, tapping I got it my all watch wrong. and looking yeah. at the time I, th- I think it's time for me to go after hearing that ryan <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for the thank you for the correction there <laughs> that happens a lot doesn't it it sure does i don't know much <laughs> Hey, do you guys use your cameras and stare at one another while you're doing this, or does that just we can we can if you you want to for you we can I think it detracts from from us sometimes. Mike gets very distracted. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I asked. Mike likes to play with his background. He likes to play with a lot. Oh, there's (laughs) I see cat. Hold on. Trying to get it going. Oh no! Here we go. Here we go. Hi, Mike. I can't do that. I'm not wearing pants. 
<laughs> oh, are you standing up? He's got his crotch in the microphone. <laughs> I have poured myself a giant glass of courage. Hmm? Ah, we're just we're just humble podcasters. I don't know how to turn the damn yeah. video on. <laughs> oh, Ryan's it's a, new it's favorite. It's a button here. at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> yes, it says is. start video. Oh. There's a, yeah, a little camera button. Yeah, that little button. Hey, there he is. There I am. Can you hey, You're in the basement. <laughs> hey, where's the space heater, Tony? It's down by my leg, and I mean, my ass is on fire. <laughs> you need to turn your it's camera up, awful. Tony, because we can tell you don't have pants on. What? <laughs> you need to tip no, your camera up, because we can see you don't have pants on. That's what? his microphone. We can still see the tip. <laughs> oh, that's God. your mic. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> That's your microphone. That's one. Joe ran and put pants on. I did. <laughs> That's a nice hat, Mike. Where did you get that? I got that at the Midwest Moto Meetup 2019. It's zombie. Millennial. It's millennial. It's millennialized. He still hasn't bent the bill. It's still straight. It is. <laughs> Are that your style? ears tucked in too? <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I can't have them tucked in when I got my over-the-ear mic. My, my, microphones on my head no oh. headphones so do we have any well, announcements was... before we get underway i believe we have at least one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah who's gonna make it joe <laughs> make the announcement Nah, dude that's you got the radio voice either you are dusted you guys got the radio voices should i Just do like... it like harry carey <laughs> <laughs> I, I think jay would really appreciate that <laughs> oh go ahead mike no you go ahead Dad. Go Speak, ahead. Speaking of that, Dustin, did you have you contacted uh, Get Lowered about how they what he needs to do, or do I yeah. need to do that? Yeah, that's all taken care of. Okay, cool. The Five Dirty Bikers, I want to thank everybody for participating in our FDB Get Low giveaway, and we want to announce that an attendee of MMM 2019, Jay Sherman, was the winner of the contest. So everybody, give him a golf clap. Jay Sherman won a. Nice little haul, $25 gift card, a T-shirt of his uh, choosing, also a pair of Vans grips. So, again, congrats, Jay, and thanks, everybody, for participating and listening to the podcast. This time, we didn't leave Jay behind. Aww. No. Oh, we did not. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> I was the only one that was there for Jay. You were. You I were. Feel- I still feel bad. A little bit of background. We left Jay behind when we went to the restaurant at the Midwest Moto Meetup. Sorry about that, Jay. <laughs> thanks, thanks to you, though, Mike. We, uh, we rounded him up. Yes. And yeah. he did join us for the remainder of the evening. And see, that was good. And I believe he started his Instagram account that night. Oh, was it that night? A couple of guys started their Instagram accounts that night. Yeah, I, know I think it was. Matthew did and a few others. Cats yeah. had an Instagram not for long. I just. <clears throat> do you have two? I really, I really no. I good God, one's long, one's enough. <laughs> um, I saw like two cat sales Instagrams. <laughs> there um, might be another, not a cat sales because I'm under. No, this is an sales. actual cat that sails in a boat. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. I got to figure out this heater situation. <laughs> He's starting to smell the burn. <laughs> well, he does that. Not built. <laughs> he 
I'm in the basement. <laughs> He's a homeless. He's in some warehouse. Wow, that's what it looks like, like a like a movie studio. It literally looks like the well, that's of a studio. That there's where it, I make all well, my YouTube videos. Oh, that is so where the it magic is technically is a studio. Yeah. That's a, okay. Yeah, it's Cox Studios. <laughs> it's 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 the basement. I've been banned to the basement. Just on the other side of him is a big pipe where all the sewage goes down, and we can hear that toilet flush on occasion. Oh, I remember you guys talking yes. about that. Yes, it is the brown back bass exit. Hey, just just <laughs> oh, so she understands. Just so she understands, Tony, squeak your table forward just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? That looks offensive. <laughs> it's not okay. That's, that's, that's frowned upon. <laughs> Tony, you're just fine. All right, so we have a special guest, and uh, Kat, would you like to introduce yourself and let people know who you are and what you do and what you ride and all that fun stuff? Sure. My name is Kat. Do I want to give my last name so people no. can stalk me? Incognito. No, I stopped that really fast, didn't I? So my name is Kat, and I discovered the five dirty bikers via Joe, uh, Great Egret, and uh, the Midwest Moto Meetup, which I was thrilled to attend this past summer. It was probably, it was literally a life-changing event, but we'll talk about that some other time. I started out riding a 2018 Sportster XL883, and um, just like a lot of people do, you get in above your head, and I thought I was a little better prepared for some rides that I did. And after the third long distance ride, I went out and I, I wrecked that bike. And um, fortunately for me, the only thing that got seriously hurt was the motorcycle, but it changed my trajectory and how I approached riding going forward. And I didn't think I, I didn't know if I was going to give up motorcycle riding, but a friend of mine invited me out to the desert and uh, we took off on a, uh, he has a, he has a KLR 650 <laughs> and, um, it's a, it's a true dirt bike. It's not a, a street bike, but, uh, he said, jump on this and, and see if you still got the heebie jeebies about riding. And, and I rode around and that's riding on the dirt and that's a different feeling. And I, I rode that bike around for about 10 minutes and, and I came back and I said, do you mind if I take it out for a while? And he said, no, go for it. Have at it. And I rode around. I think I was out there for like an hour, hour and a half. And we're camping. We're out in the middle of the desert. If anybody knows where like places like Plaster City, Akatia Wells, Glamis, all of that. And um, I came back to the campsite and my friend is pacing and his face is like ghost white. He was with me the day that I wrecked the first bike. And he was like, we were about to jump in all of our razors and come look for you. And, and I said, I'm so sorry. I was having so much fun. I couldn't stop. <laughs> and I said, um, I have to get a new bike. And within a couple of months, I had gone into the Harley dealership without the intent of buying a bike. I was there visiting a friend and I ended up with a, what was my next one was a 2018 uh, Street 500, the bike with the ugly tank. So ugly. <laughs> and so now ugly. that you've shown me that, I totally agree. <laughs> I can't look at them the same way anymore. That was still a great bike for you, though, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was the perfect bike for me at that moment because having come off uh, a wreck that could have completely taken me out of riding, that bike 
Um, it's agile. It's easy to maintain. It rides like a tricycle. It's a piece of cake to ride that bike. And I just used it as my training. My, it literally, it was my motorcycle without the training wheels. And I just got on it. And um, Joe and a couple of you guys, other guys know, I, I'm a huge fan of Moto Jitsu, the um, uh, Greg's channel with Fast Eddie. And I am fortunate enough to live in San Diego where he, he lives down here. And I literally get to train and practice with him almost on a weekly basis, if not more. You guys are so distracting. I know, right? <laughs> this is why I discourage this. Oh my gosh. I'm not even looking at them. I'm we not. I'm never at them. the cameras on. I know we don't. Well, it's kind of funny, but hey, I like seeing all your pretty faces. So The, oh, the guy that does the Moda Jitsu, mm -hmm. does he ever wear cologne? <laughs> if he does, so. <laughs> does he wear high karate? <laughs> I will ask him, but I don't think he's old enough to even remember what that is because I don't think they make that anymore. I bet you Chuck, I bet you Chuck Norris does. <laughs> well, if Chuck does. That's a smell. That's a smell of a man right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're only a real Greg. man if you smell like Chuck Norris. How old is Greg? Um, 30-something, I think. Yeah. 35-ish, I want to say. He might remember, maybe. He know. may remember. The scent of Chuck Norris. So anyhow, um, and then I went to the Midwest Moto Meetup, and, and Joe was incredibly gracious and allowing me to ride his motorcycle. I literally thought he was going to let me get on that motorcycle for like 10, 20 minutes and be like, all right, get off. That's enough. And would you let me ride it for like two hours? Something like that. Yeah. It 80 was, some miles. Something. Yeah, it was freaking awesome i just got on it and i was like uh oh i'm in trouble because i fell in love with it um the ability to just keep up with people <laughs> i'm just glad the damn thing was running i know oh, right? oh yeah yeah there was there was that fear too and then getting that confidence right in that the very next day ryan um asked if i wanted to ride his for a while so he could take a break Mind you, it was hot as Hades out there that day. It was very hot. Um, and uh, I think he was, I think, Ryan, you had like a nine-hour ride back home or something the following day. Yeah, I was having shoulder cramps. So <laughs> you, you really did me a favor, not the other way around. Oh, I don't know about that. You did me a favor. <clears throat> he was really nursing the stem of grapes. It was nothing to do with the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the road king? I I loved it. I really liked it. Well, that's I, a big bike. It's a massive bike. Yeah. And but there is something to be said about motorcycles. You know, once they get going, they want to keep going. The the whole ability to ride that bike changes when when you're going forward. I think where people lose some of that skill set if they're not practicing those slow speed maneuvers and slow speed skills in, in the parking lot environment, in a closed environment, that's when a big heavy bike becomes a big heavy bike because you don't know how to control it at, at those slower speeds. Once that bike gets going over 15, 20 miles an hour, 
one bike is another bike is another bike at, at speed. It's the slow speed stuff where I think the bigger bikes become um, tedious for people, you know, and you see it all. The, I see guys that have been riding for 20 years, riding these big old ultra glides and stuff. They pull up to a stop sign and they look like little babies with their feet all over the place. And they're, they're wobbling all they're over the duck place. walking. Yes. And they're duck walking and doing 15 point U turns in a parking lot. It's because they can go straight really well but they don't spend any time getting to know and feel for their bike. So with Joe and Ryan letting me do that with those two bigger bikes, um, when I got back to California, I think two days after the MMM, I, I jumped on my bike and I felt like a circus monkey on a trike. I, I was like, what am I riding? This is ridiculous. And I um, was going to meet my friend Teener, at the Harley. Oh, Tainer. <laughs> she was getting her bike back from the service department there, and I was going to escort her back home. And on my way over there, um, my check engine light came on on my Street 500. Time to trade it in. <laughs> and then parts of it fell off thanks to some Chinese <laughs> levers that I had put on because I wanted some adjustable levers on the bike. But but I pulled up to the dealership and literally one of the sales guys came out and he goes, oh man, how are you liking that street 500? And I said, well, I liked it just fine up until five minutes ago when the check engine light came on. She looked and down and saw the tank. It was all done. <laughs> and, I, and I said, can I get a new bike? Um, but it just so happened that the, the other bike happened to be on the showroom floor. And I currently ride a 2015 Sportster XL 1200. T standing for touring and um, man this bike this bike I just right now I haven't ridden in two weeks because of prior commitments and now with weather and um, this coming weekend I won't be able to get on the bike I might go out tomorrow for a little bit if the weather lightens up um, but I, I can't wait to do a long distance on this one I just I absolutely love this bike so question you, you've MMM next year. Are you going to ride out? Uh, it's going to be in, in Louisville, right? Yes. Is that the... Louisville. Um, Louisville. Probably. Prob Louisville. <laughs> sorry. Louisville. 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 Oh, my God. All of you have said it different. <laughs> That's how it goes. I've corrected just ask so Tony. many different times. It's Tony's well, domain. I can, it's in Kentucky. Yeah. I can send you the shirt that has all five pronunciations yeah. on it. <laughs> actually make that. You can buy it. That's pretty good. Um, probably not. That would be That's quite a, a distant ride. ride. And we are doing um, – me and another group of friends are doing Sturgis next year. Oh, cool. So um, – I don't know if I'll be able to swing all of that time off. So probably this year going to fly out there and then do a rental either at Twisted Roads or with Eagle Rider this time around for that trip. Nice. How cool would it be for the Five Dirty Bikers to meet at Sturges one year? That would be Yeah, sweet. like next year? That would be sweet. <laughs> it's probably too late. Everything's probably booked up within 100 miles of that place. It's yeah. like 80th, we, 80th anniversary. It, it, is next year? 80th, it is next yeah. year, yeah. Literally, after we got back from our Grand Canyon trip, which, by the way, I did that one. You guys all know I did that one on, on the Street 500. I was going to get to that. Yeah. Tell us about that, actually, before we jump in there. <laughs> it's kind of like your whole mission on Route 66, Route 66 um, 
you know, people telling you you can't do it. And people looking at that little street 500 and going, oh, that's a city bike. It's not meant for that. That's, you know, how many times I heard people tell me, oh, that's the bike I, I learned how to ride on. That's the MSF training bike. And I'm like, well, good for you. It's my bike. And I'm going to take it where I want to take it. I outfitted it with a, I put a windscreen on it. I did not raise the fuel, the tank. I left that alone, Joe. I didn't raise my tank. <laughs> but, you would have um, got half the gas mileage if you did. <laughs> that is not that true. Little bike had a, you'd only hold a gallon of gas. <laughs> that little bike had a pretty decent-sized tank, actually. Um, and I added a uh, luggage rack, and I added a sissy bar to the back, and then I, I bought the Saddleman bag. Um, similar to the one Joe has, but a little bit, I think I got the bigger one actually. And a um, couple week weekends before the Grand Canyon trip, I packed it all up and rode around town and got used to it. And then, and then we took off and, and that trip was great. We literally rode from San Diego. Our first leg was all the way to Prescott. So it was just under like 500 miles. So about 470, 460 on day one. Um, and then from there, we rode into Williams, and we stayed in Williams for a few days, and I fell in love with that city, and there's more to Williams that'll come out, in, you know, in, in future announcements. And then um, we rode into the Grand Canyon for a day, and then, and then did the train in Williams, and then rode back from Williams through, mostly on Route 66. I did the Oatman Trail, and um, I just went back to Williams this past weekend in my, my truck and did the Oatman back road trail to Oatman in the truck. And I cannot believe I did that on a motorcycle. So you guys are all familiar with um, Tale, Tale of the Dragon? Is that what well, it is? I am very Dragon's familiar with tail. that. I lived about 20 minutes from there. Oh, my. So apparently Arizona's back road into Oatman is considered the the answer to to that trail and it's called the serpent and um it's gnarly the i have a video of the guy telling me about it but there's like um 90 twists 90 turns in an eight mile stretch of road and we rode up there and we gopro'd it and Tina was with me on this trip in the truck and every time we come around a corner you could hear her just going oh my oh my <laughs> and I said yeah just imagine this on on my little baby bike that I was going up here and I said if somebody would have told me everything I know now about this road I probably would have told him to kiss my ass I'm not going but I'm, I'm so out. glad that I did it um it, it's nuts you guys gotta look it up and then Oatman is just this crazy little town that's run by donkeys they're they it literally is, yeah. roam the streets Joe did you make it up there <laughs> Hey, well, how do they get any law enforcement if there's just donkeys? Or you mean like everybody's an ass? <laughs> I was waiting for that. Everybody's a jackass. That's funny. Yeah. I did not make it to Oatman. No, I uh, made it as far as Sedona, and then I went south to Prescott, and then over to Pie Town, New ah. Mexico, and all the way back. But yeah, that that would that would have been a good ride. Yeah, the next time you're out in that area, you gotta you gotta hit up that road. It yeah. is just crazy. 
but anyhow, I made it home safe and sound. The bike, the bike performed amazingly and uh, just literally opened the door personally for, for what I can do and what I want to do on my motorcycle. Trips like that are just amazing. You know, yeah, they're, I mean, they're dangerous because you want to do them over and over and over again. You right. just want to keep going. Too bad I have to work to be able to pay the bills. <laughs> this damn job stuff right? really gets in the way. It sucks. But did so, you, I guess, oh, sorry, Joe, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I, I guess the, the question that I was going to have on that was, did you become a better rider because of all the Oatman trail and all of that? I would think so. I think anytime you're spending time on the bike like that, especially when you're spending day after day after day, mm-hmm. you become more and more acquainted with the bike and more, more comfortable in your own mindset. And that right. can be a good and bad thing. I think some people get a little overconfident in doing that, but coming back from that trip um, and then getting right back into on the bike and doing what I do every day on the bike, um, mostly every day, just getting back into the parking lot and not throwing away the idea that you still have to practice your, your skill set and, and, and keep those skills kind of honed in. Um, yeah. But absolutely, that trip um, changed everything, changed the game. And then I take it, like I said, with the Midwest Moto Meetup, getting out and riding on Joe's bike after that Grand Canyon and then riding on Ryan's bike. You know, if somebody would have told me a year ago, you know, you're going to be in the middle of St. Louis or middle of, uh, you know, Illinois somewhere and ride a road king for two and a half hours, I would have told them they were smoking crack. Crack. <laughs> Just no way. Joe Rogan, I smoke cracks. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I'm going to need to tell you something. <laughs> oh, <God> damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah, I think I think every minute that you spend on your bike, no matter what it is that you're doing on your bike, is time on the bike. The only reason that I ask was I know that uh, after I met up with Joe in Tulsa, his last few days on his bike oh. was a big learning curve for Joe. And man, he did exceptionally well for all the environments and and climates that he was he was uh sort of had thrown at him or whatever and you and i talked about this mike maybe a week later over the phone i think after after we met up maybe a little bit longer than that but just the whole experience this this three and a half weeks prior to we when we met up yeah. just having that experience on the bike in different elevations in different environments in different climates uh, when the rain started coming down in Oklahoma before that and in riding through Texas and all that with, with all the rain, I mean, that was such a different experience. And my, my ABS, my, my sports is one of the rare ones that actually has ABS having the ABS shut down on me a week into my trip and then learning for the first time how to ride without ABS and then taking all those skills to the miserable conditions that I rode in throughout the Ozark mountains, throughout the rain. Yeah. That just, it prepared me for that for sure. Well, the rain sucks. Rain sucks. It does, man. And I need to ask you, did you ever, did you ever go down that road to MMM? Not on a bike. Okay. I was was going to ask like, shit, if you could ride down there. 
No, you can I didn't want to do that on. I didn't want to do that on anybody else's bike, but um, I do have a friend who lives up in the hills out here, and his house sits up on a hill with about a thirty percent grade, and it's a dirt road up and down to his place, and it's not just a straight shot; it's kind of a S curve to his house, and um, I've had to ride both the street and and the new sportster up and down that road and and it gets pretty janky this time of year especially because he'll get the rain and it gets ruts and it gets washed out and i think having some dirt bike experience kind of helps that with that a little bit and then this weekend um me and tina and a group of us from the moto jitsu crew are all headed to american super camp for literally two days of 125cc dirt bike flat track race um, school. We're going to get schooled, and I'm going to eat so much dirt this weekend. I just hope I don't walk away with anything um, in a cast, literally. <laughs> I just I just want to go to MMM 2020 and see you drag a knee on that bagger. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've seen that it can be done because in a yeah. couple of those videos, he's on my bike doing that. He rode he sure doing that. Um, I have zero intentions of dragging a knee on my Harley. Um, I know but you it's do, but cool that it, if that you it guys ever see me dragging a knee, shit has gone wrong. Call <laughs> <laughs> <All> 911. <laughs> <laughs> you're dragging a it knee has and gone a leg. awry yeah you're, you're dragging a knee a leg a couple of shoulders yeah something's gone awry <laughs> probably it'll probably be some bad white castle that day <laughs> it probably would be mm -hmm. yeah i don't want to do that because i might end up on a video that somebody else decides to air and talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> no idea what you're oh. talking about <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Is there any way we can break this video down? I'm going to have to put some sunblock on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, Tony, if Tony was to wreck, that would be a thick skid mark. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tony. A thicky, a thicky skid. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into the, the, one yeah. of the main reasons why, you, why we brought you on, Kat. But uh, before we do that, it involves MMM and, and something that you – graciously did for all of us that helped us a lot but before we do that mike let's uh let's do the word of the day oh shit and now it's time for the moose knuckle mike word of the week it's like jeff you for your mind the word of the day is ha birdishiar It's spelled H-A-B dash upside down E-R dash D-A-S-H dash upside down E-R. Uh, it would be pronounced Hab-Schwar dash Schwar. It's a, it's a noun. Middle English. 13th century. It's an old subject. It there. is. It is. Uh, first definition is American. This is American English definition. A men's clothing retailer. And second definition, British English, 
Is there a difference in British English and American English? <laughs> There's a lot of U's. Ask a Brit. <laughs> if you're spicking the kings. What? Spicking span? kings? Spicking spick the, the kings English. Oh, the kings. Oh, it's proper. Proper English is what it's called. It's like Harry Potter. You got to do proper magic. Proper magic. I can straight up tell you. Harry Potter, he's crazy. Well, I'm glad I didn't have any pants on because I would have pissed him. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth comes out. So the second definition is a retailer for small sewing notions <laughs> such as buttons and needles. <laughs> Tony? You, you need to use would that you, in, the, in a sentence, Mike. Would you, like, would you guys like for me to use these in a sentence? Mm-hmm. Please. A stop in the ha birda she are is necessary <laughs> for her to buy clothing to cover her nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Just one? Yes. Cause that's what all happened it was to out. her other one? It was, like a gen- it was like one of them Super Bowl Janet Jackson moments where Justin Timberlake <laughs> ripped her clothes off. <laughs> it was a rogue nipple. It was. it was. It was a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> wardrobe malfunction. She only had one pocket for a titty to fall out. <laughs> we, we cannot do word of the day with, with video on anymore. We can't, man. Uh, let, me, let me do my second sentence here. The tailor and the ha bird she are were located <laughs> right next to each other, making it perfect for a business Arrangement. Arrangement. <laughs> arrangement. 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 And that has been the word of the day. That one, I think I lost my hearing for a minute. <laughs> I mean, my ears popped. I was trying to hold the laugh back. Pat, have you what? ever listened to the Five Dirty Bikers podcast on half speed? No, but should I? You oh my should. Gosh. I about pit. I, I, I literally peed a little <laughs> <laughs> because you know I talk. I sort Is of that more I, than you usually pee. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially when I'm laughing. We all sounded like we were smoking the dank. I mean, we oh, were. <laughs> I'm gonna do that now. Smoking the dank and I listen at work. I listen at work, and that's a very dangerous thing to do. I, I definitely have earbuds <laughs> when I'm listening, but I'm sitting there in my desk all by myself, and people will walk by, and I, I'm sure they just think I'm insane. You just never know what's going to pop off in one of oh, these. The episode, so the episode where Tony, we're talking about beginner riders and beginner motorcycles, and Tony's talking about how younger kids, you know, they don't care as much. And when he said, uh, watch this shit, and when you do that half speed, I spit fucking Whoa. coffee on my keyboard at work. Watch this shit. Hello, everybody. Mike McConaughey here. Coming to you for the wild turkey. I've been drinking wild turkey since wild turkeys were cool. What about turkey sherry? I like to have me a little turkey sherry. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> What'd you think, Kat? Was it better? Was it better over video or was it better in person? Oh, I like the video. Yeah? I do. It's too up and close in front of you right there in yeah. person. 
Yeah. Well, when we were doing it in person, it was like 520 degrees. It sure as hell was. You could <laughs> was... see the sweat on Percy and V. Volts's head in well, my I mean, photo there, today. I mean, if somebody was to fart, it would have caused a breeze because there wasn't any. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. no. There was nothing going through there. I mean, it was just hot in there. Yeah, was I was the... – through that whole podcast, I was way more focused on how freaking hot I was than – and I couldn't really hear you guys that much, and it wasn't like I was going to – ask you guys to talk louder because i knew you were recording oh joe was dicking with those dials the whole time it was a it was, was a nightmare yeah, yeah. i so. hate it when joe oh, listen, has to dick listen. dial did you hear it are you talking about my dick again it was an evacuation <laughs> tony was talking about your dick dialing this is why joe took his own space at the campground that time he didn't he didn't bunk with any of y'all right well we had the dark fucking what was the shower what could you call that the, <laughs> the one with the hole to hell <laughs> you guys terrified of a shower a little little old shower dude a goddamn anaconda could have crawled up through that damn hole i mean it that was, was a damn that was a damn pennywise happy hut <laughs> you had the Voorhees suite it didn't and look the like bu- a murder shack the bugs had mike all fucked up man i was in there taking a shower and i kept hearing somebody say they all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> that was me in the window. That's what I, God dang, that's what I thought. I didn't Dude, know. It was scary. I woke up Saturday morning and there was a mouse turd right beside me. <gasps> no shit. So they, they, they came by and dropped me a note while I was sleeping. <laughs> you guys are making MMM sound so delightful. That was quite possibly one of the, the you know, best events that's happened in I, you know it sounds so cheesy in my life but it really means was. so much to me it really that means was. oh man no i mean oh. one of the coolest things about motorcycles is half the places that we went to at mmm i'd never been before that's wow. cool to be honest I'd, I'd never been over the campsville ferry going over the hard cool. bridge too i've never done even in a car Tina and I got lost on that bridge, so we ended up going over it like four times, I think, back when we were trying to find Joe. <laughs> oh. So, Joe, where was it exactly that you you had to pull the bike over and leave it for the night? Have you ever seen Deliverance? I've seen some places that look like fucking Deliverance. I mean, it was, yeah. I don't remember the name of the city, but it was at a bar called Kathy's Corner, which is is quite a good coincidence yeah, because that of was ironic what's my um, mom's name too i would have been sketched out to even go in that bar it was kind of nice it was it like very it was, homey it was, it was bumpkin but it was you'll meet not, you'll meet the nicest people in places yeah, like that. hell yeah i mean i i've wisconsin i'm just it felt like home because there's so many places like that here in wisconsin and i just i walked in i knew i wasn't gonna get anything better than a bud light or a miller light but i was happy with that and the beer was about $2, but I paid $5 because they let me leave my bike there overnight. Mm-hmm. So, and I was cool with that. Damn, yeah, not sure. only leave it there, but they offered their like driveway. So it yeah, wasn't, that exactly. was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Country folk be laid back. That's for Hell sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. There's something to be said about, about being in rural environments and in, in small towns. Just a so I, I, I remember lived, the name of that town, but I bet if we asked Tina, she would totally remember because she was sitting there with her face glued to a map and GPS sucked so did. bad yeah, out there. Oh my God. 
reception we did a, was we did, tough. A, we did a figure eight on on one road i'm sure we did a figure eight we were just going round and round and round and you're like we'll be there in 10 minutes 40 minutes later oh my god <laughs> i'm so happy that you were there for me though that, that meant a lot to me uh but dustin since you kind of organized the group rides uh why don't you take us into describing the group rides and then we'll we'll jump into to uh how cat helped us out with those and those things were like we talked those to death. We we did. Yeah, that's a great place to start. How yeah. much we talked about it, how much we were worried about them. Yeah, we talked those to death. We went back and forth and I mean, we just didn't know. And that's what it boiled down to. We just didn't know how it was going to turn out. Yeah, for sure. So on Saturday, we all arrived Friday, and on Saturday we did a group ride where we 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 started from Pierre Marquette State Park, and we met at the front by the highway on Grafton River Road. And, you know, we didn't know how this was going to go. I'm in the front leading because I know the area, and Mike Mike and his KLR was the best blocker I ever had. And room, room. we're like, we're Big just – yellow bastard. We just thought <laughs> we were going to be winging this thing. And then, luckily – Cat had a game plan for us, and I think it really motivated – it really helped me relax a little bit about, you know, because until you actually start doing it, I've never led a group of people of that size on a ride ever. I've only been on rides with, like, maybe two or three people, and that's it. But when you get on a road and you look in your rearview mirror and you see 20 bikes behind you, not only is it a little bit – makes you a little bit nervous knowing that you're leading this whole pe- this whole group of people – and they're depending on you to get them, you know, where you need to go. But at the same time, it was one of the coolest feelings I've ever had. And you got us there fast sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I learned, I learned the speed of the soft tail. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Zero to fast. Yeah. It's got some get up, man. I'm not going to lie. Cat, I, I don't know what stemmed the idea, but Cat gave the best pre-ride speech ever. And it really helped calm me down as far as, you know, my nerves and you just knew all the right things to say. And I think it was a big part of the reason why the rides went so well as they did. But from Pierre Marquette, we went down the river road South and we hit Alton and we hit fast Eddie's Bonaire. Great place. I think it's, it's considered a roadhouse. They have great food, cheap prices and, uh, they always say the coldest beer in town, but um, who actually has the coldest beer in that town? I don't know. I've only been to about probably the fucking haunted place. So is the temperature <laughs> supposed to go down there? Big nuts in in the in the, in the, in the <laughs> wine cellar. It's pretty pretty cool from what that's, I hear. That's coldest Jack... beer in town would make a good video series, man. Yeah, ooh, that's a lot big, of stops. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Man, Tony, if you ever want to come out, dude, we can go. Uh, we can go do a couple ghost chases if you want. Uh, no, I'm out on that, but I'll come I do something go. else. I love chasing <laughs> ghosts. Oh yeah, you guys got to look up Alton, Illinois, one of the hottest, most haunted towns in the whole country. But anyway, uh, the part that really made me nervous about the ride on Saturday was was leaving Fast Eddie's and getting through Alton. Now, Alton isn't a a huge town by any means, but there's a lot of stop and go. So getting through Alton was 
had me the most nervous and we actually got separated a couple of times because of all the stoplights. And, you know, even, even still after you get out of Alton, it's pretty much smooth sailing. We went through Bethalto and from Bethalto, we, we hit route 66 in Hamill. And I'm going to say, I mean, and saddle tramp said it too. Um, he'd never seen an event like this where people, you had people of all riding skills. Some guys had only been riding five months like Matt. Some people that have been riding for years like Mike, everybody knew what to do, when to do it. Everybody stayed together and we got to every stop, you know, unscathed, you know, with no problems. And then after we got through Alton, we went down, like I said, to Hamill, we went down route 66, which I hope everybody had a good time. I mean, Kat, from somebody as as far away as you were from from where we were, how, what was it like riding on Route 66? Oh, th- there's nothing like Route 66. I, I don't know that there's there's anything comparable. To choose the slab or Route 66 is a no-brainer for me. And there, and Joe knows this. There's going to be sections of 66 that are so poorly maintained that you they might as well be a damn dirt road. But you don't care. You still want to be on it because it is what it is. <laughs> and if you if you own a KLR, you can just ride on the I unmaintained portion. I knew that was coming. That yeah. they don't even have open anymore. You just right. jump yeah. over and hey, ride took, on it. I took hey. my Sportster down that yeah. dirt road. <laughs> I, I destroyed the ABS, but I took it down the dirt road. That's it. He thought That's twice it right about it. But maybe this wasn't really that great of an idea. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we did about, I don't know what it was, a good 45 minutes of Route 66, close to an hour. And then we broke off and head back west and hit Carrollton is where we stopped. And from there, we, we took the ride over the Cancel Ferry. It was just so cool to see all these bikes taking a ferry over the river, Illinois River. And then that ride back was, I hope everybody enjoyed it because I know I did. Every time I go down it, I mean, I never take for granted the river road and, you know, what the scenery is like there compared, especially to where I live, because right here, like where I live, like we're surrounded by cornfields. It's kind of boring, but you drive 30 miles, 30 miles the other direction and you're, you're surrounded by bluffs and river and beautiful farmland. And yeah, I'm just, um, I'm glad the rides went as well as they did, especially on Saturday because people got to see a little bit of history and have, have a good time while doing it. And it wouldn't have been as good as a, of a ride had it not been for that pre-ride speech. Heck yeah. Amen. No doubt. Take us through that cat. Take us, talk us through that speech and group ride safety and, and how that looks. So the greatest pre-ride speech would be Braveheart. I, I did not do the greatest pre-ride speech. <laughs> like the movie, like the movie Braveheart. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They were riding horses. It's a ride. It's still a Don't ride. Judge. Oh. Don't judge. Four legs, two wheels. Don't matter. Hey, can I tell you a joke about construction? <laughs> Where did that come from? Wow, non sequitur. That is what your are, middle name. What are you erecting, Mike? Please. Hang on, I'm working on it. <laughs> wow, you need some Viagra. You're taking Please. a little bit too much time here. 
No, that's it. Get it what? construction. I'm working on it. Oh my god. That's a dad joke. <sighs> oh my that was a dad joke. That it's was just a terrible right dad bias joke. too. Um <laughs> so a couple of episodes back, you guys talked about brand loyalty. And in part of that conversation, you talked about belonging to the Harley owners groups if you're if you have purchased a Harley. The hog. The, the hog. hogs. Right. And until I owned my first Harley, I did not know that the hog actually stood for Harley Owners Group. So anybody who's bought a new Harley or bought a Harley from a Harley dealership knows that they automatically put you into the club. Whether you go or not is totally up to you. You get a one-year membership because right. I have one too. Right. And a free magazine every I few was months. so new to this. And I, I loved the camaraderie that I felt at my particular dealership where I purchased my bike that I jumped in with both feet. And in doing so, um, was able to attend a few of the, the Harley owner group rides, group rides. They do a ton of group rides. The San Diego hog, the San Diego Harley dealership is probably one of the biggest in in the country for sure california very 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 active club we finished as far as hog miles go incredibly high up on the list um i think we came in like fifth place nationwide as far as miles so these people are riding all the time um so my involvement in that uh put me in touch with, uh, they call it a mentorship ride. And in the mentorship group, they take you out for an experience called the take 10. And you do a group ride with no more than 10 riders with three of those riders being road captains. And I did one of those. And then I've probably done, you know, maybe just a little over a dozen Harley owner group group rides. And Every single time before we do those group rides, they grab, they wrangle all the riders and we have a big um, pre-ride meeting. So the road captains set the tone for the ride. They tell us where we're going, who is the leader of the ride, who's running lead in terms of position at the front of the line, who's riding sweep, the rider at the back of the line, who's in the middle, as far as qualified riders and um i've heard very good things about group rides and very bad things about group rides people either love or hate them but i think it's how you come to the ride in terms of how you're going to approach it and knowing what to expect when when you get there and how many people are involved makes a huge difference so when you guys said you were doing these group rides i remember you put out a, a an email a couple of weeks prior just saying you know if anybody's got any group ride experience we we'd be happy to share it i am no road captain i'm not a certified anything you could fill in the blanks there i'm sure i'm certifiable for something <laughs> but um all i did was listen well 
when I was attending those rides and turn around and share that information because I wanted to make sure that everybody that I had met went out on those rides and came back, you know? And, and so it's, it's very common sense information. If you go to the MSF online, you can literally punch in on your computer group motorcycle group ride etiquette and you should be able to find a pdf that'll come up for um kind of the the pointers of, of what it means to be on a, a group ride but most of it's just being prepared knowing the 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 lay of the land having somebody in charge putting qualified skilled people at the front in the middle and the back of the group and um and establishing some ground rules and and signaling is very important in the group rides staggered formation very important in the group rides these are all things that they they kind of glaze over really fast in the beginning motorcycle courses that you go to um if you are a member of any kind of club whether it's a harley club or an indian club or whatever and you have an opportunity to do those group rides even if you don't like to go all the time, go on at least a couple and get that experience because having, having at least a few of those gives you an idea of what it takes to ride as group ride. And, and the, the, probably the best thing to tell people is check your ego at the door. Um, and that means when you're going on a group ride, it's not a time to show off how good a rider you are, how fast you can ride your motorcycle. You can't get frustrated in a group. The group's not going to travel as fast as you want them to go. Um, and, and, and exercise patience because it's, it's not exactly, time to flash your bat wing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't have that. Got to make it fly like <laughs> I paper. Don't think. I don't think. Chicken skin. Chicken skin. Yeah, hell, if Tony went riding the other day, his would have froze to his leg. It would have. So I, but, I'm going to tell you all a story of the one and only hog ride that I went chicken. on. Uh-oh. Right, we Bad go on experience, the good experience. It, well, you it's be the judge. <laughs> we're on this group ride, and we stopped to get gas because we're gassing mm. up. And there's a lady there that has a street glide, and she's very small. I mean, if she was the fart, she'd take off like a balloon if you let it go. <laughs> so she, and she's on this big ass street glide. She starts the bike up, and I don't know what the hell happened, but I guess her hand slipped off the clutch. Her leg shot straight up in the air, and the bike tore ass through the parking lot and hit a fence. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, I'm out. But, yeah, I don't know what – I guess her hand slipped because her hands were small and it must have slipped off the clutch. And, I mean, it just – her leg shot up, and the bike just tore ass across the parking lot right into a fence. That's probably yeah, I, what my first oh. wreck looked like. I'm pretty lucky because my first group ride experience was at MMM and ah. it was, well, obviously Dustin's planning and the routes and, and how much fun that was and the people we were riding with as Saddle Tramp had said, and as Dustin said, but because of your planning and your speech, I mean, we did not plan to have anything like that, but you kind of stood up and stood forward and says, we, we need a discussion on, on safety and, you made it amazing. I'll say well, that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of went over yeah. the hand signals knowing that I was going to be in the front, but the refresher was good because I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot that one. I'm glad we had this pre-ride speech. Well, 
I think the group ride went well because nobody was trying to prove anything, man. Everybody was just happy to be there and, and to ride. Right. Like you said, like Kat said, those egos, you know, some people you get out there and they just want to show, know, off. show off. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we didn't have any of that. No. I think that has a no. lot to do with the, the community that um, Joe talk has, you know, has talked a lot about and Dustin has talked a lot about <clears> and that we've talked a lot about on this podcast that um, the, the community that's being built around uh, MMM and around everyone's channel has um, has really blossomed. And so it brought really the the right type of like-minded people to that event. And so I don't think that we had anybody that was interested in showing off or trying to prove something to someone else. Yeah. And this is how I look at it. We, we didn't have the numbers like FLMMM does, you know, and that's fine because we had the best group of people there. Dude, they're a completely different situation than we right. did. It's like a day event with stunt riders and bands and yeah. You know, it's a completely different situation than what we did. No, ours was a little more I don't know the word intimate, you know, just you know, more people having heart to heart and yeah. just getting together and having a good time, getting to know each other. At those big events, they can't do that. No, it's a handshake. No. You know, no, it's, it's a handshake, it's a, it's a picture and a hell shake. Yeah, well, it became sh- what we, shaking babies and kissing hands. It became yeah. what we planned, focused on the community. Yeah, yep. building off of that, and that's <clears> what's <throat> so wonderful about it. Yeah, we met and got to hang out with some great people and got to know some great people, like Saddle Tramp and you know all of you guys and Cat and Tina and you know we got a guy that rode eleven hundred miles from from Philadelphia to come Ron, out and yeah. hang out with us. Eleven hundred fucking yeah. miles. Look at the uh, of the people that came to MMM. How many of those you know real connections that were made are people that one or all of us is still in contact with? Correct, hundred exactly. percent of them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, every one of them. You know, Tony, if I if I make an effort to to come to Louisville and visit, can you fucking grill me up one of those steaks you made at yes. MMM? Yes, yes, I can grill those up. I need oh. to learn. I need to learn the secret because I can't duplicate that steak. Well, it all involves that photo that he was engulfed in, in oh, smoke. The <laughs> oh, from it the bomb. Like he was, yes. <laughs> oh, man, I was taking a bong hit off that thing. That was the smokiest grill. <laughs> I'm going to make an animated gif out of that where there's like other smoke like entrapping your face, and I'm going to play Cypress Hill in the background. <laughs> when the shit goes down, you better be ready. <laughs> when the shit goes down. You need to do that. Uh, when- from uh who's that, who's that guy from the <laughs> can't even think of the can't even think of the word right now keep it dirty riders and we'll see you next time on the fdb podcast are you following the five dirty bikers on social media find us on facebook and like us on instagram and twitter at five dirty bikers 